0: Radio Influence. Podcasting Redefined.
1: Um, I mean, I'm good. You don't seem too good.
2: I'm as good as I'm gonna be.
1: Oh my god. So, Egan, is this how it's gonna be for this whole episode? You're just gonna be mean to me and grumpy and grouchy. Oh, so I'm
2: mean to you. Is that how we're starting the show? I mean, (laughs) We can bring up. We can either start the show, or we can we can start the show. Let me know, however, you want to go. Uh-huh. go. I can go however you wish to go.
1: Okay. Well, I'm ready for whatever. You, whatever. I mean, if you,
2: I mean, would you like to get? I mean, I mean, we can get
1: into we it. Figured,
2: we-, we figured that we're amongst family. We'll just get into it. I mean, I wasn't going to bring it to the show, but if you want to bring it to the show, then we can bring it to the show.
1: I mean we're here and I feel like that's why your stanking attitude is, is oh, showing so right now.
2: My, my attitude is stinking. Okay, well 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 let's do this. Let's do this because I feel like oftentimes men don't do this. Men don't listen to what the actual issue that is supposedly going on with them. And for those of you who are here constantly that we like to call Family and of course uh, our 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 definite family here, Jason, who is now into this. Um, welcome to Southern Hospitality. I am DJ Eakin, of course, Tampa's most connected DJ, and of course the yeah yeah kind of lovely Brittany Gonzalez. Um, Today I'm there. Eh. Yeah, yeah, well you know I'll, I'll I'll listen since you said my attitude is stinking. Let's just start the show off there. Um, why why do you feel that my attitude is
1: stinking? Well, I feel like since the last time we spoke and okay what he can not tell you is that we are in a weird like awkward spot right now because I haven't spoken to him since I last texted him because uh there was a situation where I'm gonna go ahead and just get into it did I just go
2: hey I am okay you know me I am very okay with wherever you'd like to go I I am very much okay but do this don't prerequisite, like, Eakin just has an attitude out of the blue. Please don't do that, partner. At least at least give him give um, a fair assessment of what's really going on here.
1: Okay. So this is what happened, basically, and I feel like look... I get, okay, I'll just get into it because otherwise it's, all right. So Egan posted a picture of me and him, you know, me and can go way back, right? So Egan posted a picture of him and I for the podcast and we were hugging each other, right? We were out it was a photo that we took like pre-Rona, okay? This was before the Rona, we were at Gasparilla, I think, and we took a photo together.
2: So- Can I, can I stop you for a second? Okay. Because- I don't know what you're looking at, but we're not actually hugging each other. Here's what I okay, think: you, in the can, you okay. are you are standing there, and I walk up behind you like I so often do, and I just hug you around your neck real quick. The dude takes a picture, and we're gone. Like I'm back to hosting the party, DJing. There is no let. We're prerequisite this thing, and almost if you, and I'm gonna have to repost the picture probably after this happens. <laughs> oh but it's almost God. sounding as if it's almost sounding as if like we're in some embracing hug. That no. ain't what we're in. That ain't what we're in.
1: It was okay. a photo. It was like, hey, the photographer's like, hey, let me get a picture of y'all. Y'all obviously exactly. know each other, exactly. so we both look at the camera. Now, here's the thing: I remember when we took this photo, Egan, The way he's 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 in the back, you know, and it's kind of like a a hug. I don't I don't even remember to be honest. Something like that. It's a it's some sort of a half hug. It's not like your arms are like this, but exactly, you're, you're not just standing there like. Yeah, no, anyway. I'm not doing that because I got
2: because my love for you is bigger than that. Like I go way back with you. Like, like I have no problem telling people I love you or used to love you, something like that. Oh but my
1: God. I, my love
2: for you is deeper than just like, oh, this is a picture. You are family to me. So my reaching around your neck to hug you, that's what it is. It's nothing more. It's almost like a sister, cousin, bestie. It's that type of thing. It's, and I it's,
1: agree. Right.
2: That's what it is to me. Now, again, what I don't want to happen when you're telling this story is that it's like we had some embracing hug. It could have been real questionable because I'm the king of understanding what questionable is. I can make things real questionable. That's how I feel inside. I feel like I literally walked up behind, walked up on you. You're standing. He's like, yo, let's take this picture. So I put my arm around you, like your neck pretty much. And we take a picture. Now you can go on with the story. I'll stop again. I'll, I'll be the guy who who listens. I don't want you to feel like it's as though like you can't me. get a word in.
1: Yeah, I, no, I, no, I, I, but scared. you're right, you're right, scared. because you're right. In describing that photo, you are absolutely right. Now, I there is nothing wrong with this photo in my eyes In your eyes. We know it was it was a photo like we were we were hanging out like we always do. Boom, there's a photographer. No big deal. Move on, next day. Well, Eka recently reposted that photo, and I have a boyfriend who had a problem with it.
2: Can I raise my hand and stop you one more time?
1: Okay, go ahead. Because I thought you were listening, but okay.
2: But so. I am listening. But I think I feel like seriously, and and this is again, I am listening. But I do feel like as you tell this story, things should be put into context. That and that that's 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 and honestly and truly, my love for you will not change. But. If I'm being perfectly transparent, that is where I have a major issue with what we're going through right now. So that's why I want to add context to this story as you're telling it. So now um, you were at the part of I reposted the photo. The reason I want to stop you here is because there is a reason that I posted the photo and the reason I posted the photo is because we had an episode of the podcast drop and I wanted everybody to know, hey, go check out our podcast and a very big phrase that's a very big caption that's going around on Instagram right now is uh, felt cute, might delete later. So I took the poke picture and went uh might drop a podcast later you know because that is the promotion of us that's how we move that is it there is and that's why i'm stopping you not to say that what you're telling is a lie but i just want to keep everything within context because absolutely
1: right right
2: so there you go now it's your turn yeah
1: so it was for the podcast i'm sorry i forgot to say that because i did say that earlier in the beginning so it was a photo again it was to promote the pot to promote the podcast no issue with the whatever double tap move on course i get a text later about that same post from my boyfriend and it doesn't look like we're friends this has nothing to do with the podcast so in his eyes just seeing the photo because you and i know eakin that it's i knew it was nothing i had no problem with the photo to begin with okay Then him seeing it and him feeling like, well, it looks like you're together with him. It just looks weird. And, you know, and and he has all these concerns. And I'm like, okay, I know it's nothing. I know it's no problem. Let me get ahead of this issue because I know it's going to be. First of all, I was not going to come to you with it. I really wasn't. I never do. I've had this issue before, not with this guy, but with boyfriends, you know, anytime I take a photo, girls take photos with, with men. It's always a problem in relationships, no matter what it just happens. Okay. So, and I've kept this to myself so many times and I never let bother the other person because I know what it is. So this particular time I said, oh, this is going to create a long-term argument. This is going to be a whole thing that it's nothing. So what is it to say, you know what, Ikin? this is what's going on. Just delete the photo. I don't even want to argue with him. He is wrong. But at the same time, I have to be considerate. When you're in a relationship, you have to be considerate of the other person's feelings. And that's what I normally don't do because I'm always like, no, like I'm very stubborn. And this one time, which is funny, Eken because I've actually had this issue with you with another boyfriend that I never told you about. But we're because people don't understand our friendship. Like we really rock with each other. Like we know each other anyway. So that's the whole reason that I had to come to you and like humble myself and be like, look, just can you please delete the photo? Because it's going to cause more problems. And I don't want to deal with it. I don't have I don't like arguing. I don't want I don't make time to argue. <laughs> I just I need a, I pulled the friend card like Eken, I, I need you to, an, an emergency friend card. Like, can you please do this for me? And I totally understand why you were like so bothered by it, because, you know, it was just a picture. It was about the podcast. And I don't I don't know. I'm talking a lot. OK, I'll let you speak because I feel like I'm going in circles now.
0: No, yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. And, and honestly, like I, I appreciate the fact that honestly, I appreciate the fact that on this platform right here that we're working on and creating that we're having this kind of an open discussion. And I feel that the longer that we are friends, the longer that we are whatever we wind up being because you are super close to me and I super value you, that we are gonna have disagreements. My deepest problem with this com- with this disagreement though, was not so much about you and the concerns for your relationship, that was never the, the problem I had. Because the very the very reason that I want to be open about the things that we do is because I know how it can be when you work with a guy. You know, we laugh about work husbands and we laugh, you know, not just us, but I mean the memes and everything that goes around. And social media can be a major issue in a relationship. My issue with it and a deep, deep issue with it is because I don't know this guy. I've never met him. And being so close to you, I've heard gripes about different things, but what I never do and what I will never do, not even at this point, is when you're talking, my job is to listen. When you talk about whatever, whether it's something you're upset about, it, maybe at the job one day, some days you just need can be this ear. I don't give you a lot of feedback of lot, Man, you should drop that dude. You should quit that job. I don't because my thing is you could be going through something at that particular time, need to get through it, and people have issues. If you're around anybody that you care about, my own mother, I have issues sometimes, but I will never stop loving her. I will right. never not pick up the phone when she calls. That's just the way it is. My deepest issue with this is, again, starting with the fact that I don't know this dude. Second of all, I have watched the progression of this dude and my social media. Mm-hmm. Which means I I told you the minute that I saw him start following me. I told you he was only liking things and he was only showing himself on things of my social media that had to do with you. Uh, and, and, and not making comments. He wasn't. And I'm not. This is not about he did anything bad. But I noticed that he was there because I do know who he is. You right. Right. Saying? Right. And, mm-hmm. So then the issue now is to me is like now you're in a whole new place because now you're making comments and about things that aren't even a problem that have to do with my business. This is my business here. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a Britney Eakin thing that like, if you call me and need me, I'm going to be there. But then there's also the Britney Eakin. That is this business thing that we have Mm -hmm. of being on time for the podcast, promoting the podcast, making the show as dope as we can for the people that rock with us. And I feel he's interfering with that because my problem, like I said, innocentness aside, like, bruh, you you, when you start doing this now you're in a place like I literally like I seriously I blocked them yeah now you're really gonna have to wonder and 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 because I felt like now you're in I I don't date you bro I don't date you and again I know some dudes are foul but I'm not that dude Mm you you came when you came and even spent that weekend and again this may be putting a lot out there so you can tell no it's
1: not go ahead Uh, yeah I've seen that at your
2: house he facetimes you right you answered I got nothing to be like, would you, yo, if he would have spoke or I would have spoke, hey, man, how you doing, man? Hey, what's up? Because that's how I feel about it. That's mm-hmm. your guy. If I come to Fort Myers and we're going to dinner, bring him. I got, Hey, bro, yeah. let's have dinner. Let's do a shot because that's your guy, which means to me, he is family. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm because you're family. So if they're in your circle, they, them, even them thieving ass girls you got. If they come around, I'ma watch them. But I know that they, I know that some of them might steal. I mean, that's another story. But still, I mean, and, and, and that is why I feel like every, if you know me, if you even remotely know me, you know how I am about this game. I, and I've always said I had it in my own relationship. Sometimes I wish I would handle things a little bit differently, but social media will have you putting people's lives together in two pictures when you should just talk to that guy. I her.
1: agree. I agree, Eken. And that's the thing. Like, you're, like everything you're saying, I agree with. I truly do. And it was really hard for me to come to you with that at the same time. When, like I said. Because you know, you know I'm an asshole.
2: That's why you're Because yes. you know I'm an asshole. And I was going, and I, and I, let me tell you something right now.
3: I'm listening.
2: <laughs> I. I I typed it to you. I love you. I don't do this. I don't discuss my social media with people. I just don't. I don't have time because it's not enough for me. But to keep the commotion down, and I want him to hear this, I took it down because I don't want you guys arguing over what I consider, and excuse me, because I'm trying to cut the cursing down, dumb shit. I just don't. But it will be the last time. You understand what I'm saying? And that's how I feel. Because I don't have anything to gain by ruining what we have trying to make you feel uncomfortable sexually. I just I- don't.
1: I agree. I agree. And that's the thing, like, you know, I had to talk with him and it's like, okay, I I, like, that's gotta be the only photo that would bother him. But at the same time, I don't, I'm not interrupting work. Like that was the one time I had to, like I said, it was an emergency card I had to pull I feel like, everybody's got one of those, you know, and and I never pull it and I had to. And it's just one of those things Egan, like I said, I wanted to get ahead on the whole argument. And this would have been long-term. This wouldn't have been like, oh, we argue about it, fight, and then it's done. It would have been like, always that one thing oh well you never took down you never stood up for me you never took down that photo and i just didn't want it to go there you know like it's yeah. well
2: have you look have you looked at your own social media lately what about it i mean have you looked at it
1: i mean i have posted so yeah
2: so so you've seen it you've seen it You, (laughs) you, you, you have you have seen it and i don't mean this in a bad way because i i like your pictures i'm a i'm supporting you i like your pictures. I told you I support your movement on social media. And I would tell you if it gets like, be like, Brittany, you look questionable. But have you seen your social media?
1: I know. Have
2: have you seen it? Like, I mean, let me ask you one more time. Maybe you're not getting it. Have (laughs) you happened to look at your own social media? I mean, some of the bathing suit pictures, you know, like, you know, those faces you make, you know, some of those dances you do. Have you seen your social media?
1: Yeah, that's me. I, I know
2: it's you and it's a very respectful you. Like I said, I'm, I'm proud of you. I'm, I'm not saying this to say it like it's a derogatory thing, but I'm thinking of all the pictures that are posted of you on your own social media. I got singled out. Is it because I'm black? It, it, that's, is that what it is? It's because I'm black. That's exactly no, it what it is. It's because.
1: No, you know, I apologize. Egan, I'm sorry. I'm so, I'm just sorry. And I um I have nothing more to say about I, well, no, I, you,
2: you got something more to say. You know what you gotta say? When you what? see me, you gotta say whatever drinks he wants, he gets. That's what you, you're gotta, right. say. You're that's right. what you gotta say. You're right. If you want to know what you gotta say, whenever we go to eat, finally, when I see you again, um, whatever he decides to order, he's good. That that's what I want you to say.
1: I will say that. You you're right. Oh, well, what do you want me to argue with you? You're right. And you and you, should,
2: and you should also thank Jason because I talked to Jason because I was like, Jason, do I bring this to the show? And and he, you know, he, you know, he's always the level-headed part. He's not seen a lot in what goes on, what we do, but he's always pretty level-headed. And I just didn't know which way to go. I mean, you kind of opened it up for us, for but real. I, I probably was going to duck out on like three weeks of episodes at first. I just wasn't going to talk to you. I just wasn't. Oh my I, I was-
1: God. And I had a feeling you were going to do that. So that's why I was like, let's just talk about it. Let's just get into it because I'm not afraid of confrontation or disagreements. I'm not afraid to say, hey, I'm, I was wrong, but this is why I did what I did, Yeah, you, you know?
2: But you do realize that all you did was move the— uh- the, uh, the recurring bring-up thing, you just moved it to me, right? You do realize that, right? Because every so often I'll be like, hey, yo, Brittany, remember you made me take that picture down? That, that's what's going to happen now. Like, oh I mean,
1: my God, why?
2: Because that's, that's what you did. Did you not do it?
1: Again.
2: Did you or did you not do it?
1: <laughs> yes, I did do okay, it.
2: Okay, so when I stated, I won't be just bringing up things that aren't factual. These things are factual. All
1: right, so go ahead, throw it in my face. So, oh, I mean, anyway. it,
2: it, who knows? It may even come up later on in this show. I don't even know. I don't.
1: <laughs> I don't even know where it may come up
2: at. But it it may come up in the show. Well,
1: you know? for anyone in Ekin's position, just be forgiving and understand that why people do some things that may seem, um, you know, a little less. Be be understanding. Uh-huh. Unlike unlike uh-huh. Ekin. Oh,
2: oh, unlike Eakin.
1: I'm kidding. I'm oh, kidding. Oh, my God. I'm kidding.
2: Good thing I have started drinking coffee in the middle of the day, just so you know that. I've, I've started that thing. I don't even know how it started. Um, <laughs> but, you know, you know, you know what, Brittany? I am glad, though. I am glad that, you know, that we can talk about these things. I am. And this this is actually this is actually honestly, I can say I feel like it. It's making me a better me because we didn't. We're not arguing. You were allowed to talk. I was allowed to speak my piece. You know. You were allowed to type me the bullshit text message. I read it. I type back. You know what I'm saying? But,
1: <laughs> okay. but you know.
2: But it. But it happened. You know what I'm saying? And and I feel like, I feel like we're a little closer.
1: We are. Yeah,
2: we're a little closer to me going. Hey, Brittany, remember that time that you told me to take that picture down? That's what we're closer to. We're closer. I know. to know.
1: You're never gonna <laughs> let me live it down. I'm always gonna owe you free drinks. It's like gonna be a thing. It's always gonna be that.
2: <clears throat> Brittany, you know. I don't want to have to throw that in your face
1: but yeah <laughs> but you <Yeah>. will. Yeah, <laughs> I will.
2: I will, you know. I I will. Um but I will I will say again though just because people don't say this enough. I appreciate you standing up and being trans, you know, having the discussion about it and us us facing it. You know, together, however we got here, you know, what I'm saying like I, I appreciate it. And I have to respect that. I, I do. Um, You well, know, and we- I, was, I was I was I was heated at the time. I was I've talked to a few people I and know. some of them wanted some of them wanted to call you some names and I wouldn't. Allow and that. I know.
1: And you know what? I know, because that's what people do. The friends do. Friends always want to, you know, blah, 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 whoever's hurting their friend. I get it. So say well, if you're watching, that's OK. I forgive you for judging me.
2: You you do know how my brother Jay is, right? You do so. So you know if he sees this or hears this when you he you too,
1: Jay. You too.
2: Oh, oh, oh wow. Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: Oh, oh wow. <laughs> I look, whatever happens now, that might be on you. Like I'm just gonna say, everybody doesn't know my brother Jay. You do, and now you've just kind of threw a challenge out there. That's a whole other story that we'll get past. Brittany, let's have a talk this week, man. It's uh it's uh um I don't know, Brittany. Like, um, this is a trying week for me. It's it's a really, and how do I how do I get in this story? And I know honestly, let's just um, let's segue to um, how I wanted to kind of begin the show. I know we we needed to get this this off, and I and I'm glad that we did. Again, um, all jokes aside, and I know I play a lot. I I really appreciate you, and I love you for being here with me every week. And you know, we'll we'll have these things. You know, you know you'll cheat on me with the guys that you're in relationships with, and I'll have to deal with what they say, like they're first, you know, I'll have to deal with it. But when they leave, I'll still be here and they'll come back. I'll still be here, but I have to deal with it. You know what I'm saying? But you know, that's another story. But what I want to get into something that's very serious this week. And um, we'll let Jason hit us with the audio first, and then we'll get into it.
0: Like the murder of an unarmed black man by a white cop, former cop in this case, Greg McMichael and his son, Travis, stalked and murdered 25-year-old Ahmaud Arbery in Georgia after Greg the Commando saw Arbery jogging through his neighborhood. A black man running in broad daylight? Thief! So Greg got his gun and got his son and got his son's gun and they got into their truck, chased him down and committed a modern-day lynching. Two months ago when it happened, they claimed self-defense. The black man was reaching for my gun. I was afraid for my life! You know, the typical police playbook whenever they murder somebody. Thankfully, video came out and the district attorney wants to take it to a grand jury. Originally, the DA said he couldn't charge him because the guns were legal. Uh, They have a right to pursue a suspect and a right to protect themselves. But Ahmaud Arbery wasn't a fucking suspect of anything. This guy just made that shit up and then decided he was guilty and decided to fucking execute him. You're telling me if I don't like somebody, I can just say they're a suspect. I can then chase them down. And if they have a problem, I can kill them and claim self-defense. That's what you're fucking telling me. And you're not even going to try to arrest me. You're just going to take my word for it and call it a fucking day. Holy fuck. This is the same shit as Trayvon Martin's murder. The same fucking shit. Crazy part is it happened three days before the eighth anniversary of Trayvon Martin's murder. Unfortunately, the same shit is going to happen. Yeah, the video came out. Great. Of course. The video showed that they shot at him first. Then he tried to get the gun away. Great. Obviously, it's a fucking murder. But if you think video evidence is going to bring any type of justice, I think you've forgotten that this is America. Don't get you slipping now.
2: Wow. Yeah. That is uh, his name is Prophet Huggy on Instagram. And, um, it's one thing to play the news story but I kind of wanted to get the story from somebody who I, somebody who I felt was real out here in this world you know what I'm saying because the newscast has a certain amount of uh polit- political correctness that they that they you know they, that they adhere to which isn't a bad thing but I felt when I saw this guy on Instagram with that post that he kind of laid it out to kind of give us you know what's going on with with Ahmad Arbery and the mm-hmm. shooting up in Brunswick Georgia and I guess if I could say I was feeling a certain way before we get deeper into this, I'm hashtagged out, Brittany. I can't say I necessarily feel unsafe, but I can say that when I'm in certain situations, I feel like they could go either way. You know what I'm saying? And it's a sad case. It's a sad state of affairs when you're when a video has to come out again in order for it to even get this kind of attention that it's getting. Because we've got a, a narrative that's been pushed, you know what I'm saying, for at least two months and let me give you some backstory on this of some other things I like got. we got the part of we got the part that the young man who got killed black 25 years old Ahmad arbery and he was out jogging simple he was out jogging that is what he was doing that part now is undisputed period we got that part now uh gregory mcmichael and his son travis from what i'm gathering from everything that i'm hearing now they were from the story that they gave at first They were in the belief that he was a neighbor, a burglar that had been doing stuff in their neighborhood and they finally knew who it was Mm -hmm. right now. The story that also got and and get this part now, Gregory, from what I understand, the the dad was the only witness in all of the evidence being taken when this whole thing went down. And keep in mind that we are now in May. But this happened in February. Yeah. This happened in February of 2020, which is what, March, April, May, three months ago, about three months ago, right? Give or take a couple of weeks, but three months ago. Now, the other disturbing part of this is um, Gregory is a retired police officer, from what I understand, and a retired investigator for the DA's office up there in Brunswick, Georgia, which throws in a whole bunch of other things into this case, right? Mm-hmm. Then you got... um. Nobody's been prosecuted. The uh, supposedly there's not enough evidence. But of course, this video just comes out. Now, here's the stuff that I've been finding about about the video. This is why the video bothered me. The video bothered me for the longest time, because if you see the video, Gregory's still in the back of the pickup truck. Um, His son, Travis, gets out of the truck with the shotgun that eventually ultimately kills Ahmad. Right. Mm -hmm. My whole question was the whole time, though, was where did the person shooting the video come from?
1: Right. And I
2: don't have his name handy. But now from what I'm getting, the backstory is that guy was involved. And give me a second, because I got a whole nother video that's coming from Jermaine Dupree that we're going to play the audio from. But I'm, I'm giving you the story so far that we can catch everything up. Um, I was like, where did the video come from? Where did the, who? Why would this because per- that's normally when a person shoots a video in these kind of situations or anything that's happened, something is happening first to make them pull the phone out. Right. Right. But if you're watching this video, which I'm sure most of us have seen it by now, this is just a simple guy jogging. And you're like, why would they be filming him jogging? Right. Why? Why? Would, why? And it kept bothering me. Why would they be filming him jogging? Turns out that the guy that's doing the filming is in cahoots with the dad and son, because what happened was he's following him. The dad and son have pulled up ahead of him. And that's why they're stopped to cut him off. You understand what I'm saying now? Yeah. Now it's also coming out. And again, I still want to play this audio by Jermaine, which we'll get to in a minute. Now it's coming out also that the video has been around for a while. And what happened is, if you've ever seen, have you ever seen this movie called Menace Society? It's an old school movie. Yeah. Back in in Menace Society, at the very beginning, there's a killing in a convenience store of a Korean couple, of an Asian couple by a young black kid. When he kills them, he takes the videotape. When he takes the videotape, one of the main things that keeps reoccurring in the movie is stop showing people the videotape. Stop showing your friends because he's all proud. Yo, You see how I shot these people, you see, because it's a movie. He's And he's a young kid. He's proud that he did this. Right. But the, the recurring theme of the movie is, yo, stop showing people the videotape, because at some point it's going to get to the cops and they're going to have evidence of what you did. Mm. From what I'm understanding now, that video has been surf has been going around to a set of friends for a good minute now one of the friends evidently felt guilty and leaked it to a local radio station or to a radio station they posted it on either youtube or their website it was up for a couple of days but because of the craziness of it it got taken down Mm -hmm. that's how the video first started to get out there you understand what i'm saying so the video's been around because i was for the longest time like who and why did they film the video like where did they come from you're following this dude you're following a jogger why would you even be doing that to get this okay now um Jason, if I before we get a look any further, because I think I'm still run I ran ahead a little bit because I, I want to get this Jermaine Dupree part about about the uh the uh the
4: jogger, I mean the guy and the actual video. Jason, can we get that right now? earlier tonight I posted a message from the Atlanta mayor, Keisha Lance Bottoms, and one of the comments that came in is from Lena underscore eighty three thirty-four. She says, the video that everyone is watching of the murder was not captured by an innocent bystander. The person, William Bryan, William Bryan, that was filming the murder was an accomplice. He followed behind Travis and Gregory McMichael in his own car, filming the hate crime. And then she goes on to say that um, they sent the video to their friends allegedly bragging about what had happened and then you know the minister society she happened with <laughs> one of the friends showed it uh one of the friends she says um had a guilty conscience and then they basically leaked it and let people see it thank you for that person anyway um but i feel like that's enough man that's all that needs to be said that's all we need to hear that is the chaos right there
2: because and and I'll, I'll let you give your thoughts in a second. The craziness to me is if we don't have no video, if we never get this video, yes, the whole narrative that's been that's been put out here is that this kid is this dude is, he's a he's a thief. We caught him running through the neighborhood. We did a we were doing attempting to do a citizen's arrest. The wrestling over the gun occurred. Okay. He attacked my son, and that's how he got killed. I don't know. Like, I don't know how many more hashtags I can do. I don't, I don't, I'm not even sure how, how to feel right now as, as a black dude. And I, and I, and that's not all. Like I even think that this country's bad. You know, like I, I don't even, yeah. not for once do I think every cop is bad. Not for once do I think every person that is not of my nationality is bad. I also understand this narrative that is trying to be pushed now about, well, if you look statistically, blacks are killing more blacks. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying that that's not happening either. But, but at the same not time, but that's not
1: even. Yeah, it's not even what we're. It's right. not, It's different. It's not right. it has nothing to do with this. Right.
2: Um. It's it's just it's such a crazy narrative that we have to have video, right? We got this video, and even with the video, we still have this doubt about what really happened out there.
1: And this video that was like a few months ago. That's when it released a few months ago and we're just now finding out about it, you know, and it's like, why, why something, how can something like that pass through and not, you know, immediately be such a huge red flag that the whole world would be talking about it? I think, you know, like uh, the video was so hard to watch, like uh, you don't even understand how it escalated to that. And then you just I saw the video a few times because I couldn't believe that it was real. I was like, this is so you just I, I'm just like, what do you mean this video has been around for a while? What do you mean it's been here for a minute now? Like, and then these people have no charges? Right. They're like they're they're just free, they're good, there's there's nothing. And and like they're in in one of the the, the what I heard someone saying was like, how can we pretend that like okay, so he's I, I have so many thoughts on this. I'm sorry. I'm just like still wrapping my head around it because it's so sick and twisted. Right. How these men have no charges. How if someone was burglarizing a house, how is that? Okay. How was that the response? It wasn't your house. The guy's on the street running with nothing in his hands, nothing on him. Right. What are you doing? Why is it? Why is there a death now? Why is there a death? How did that become a murder?
2: Well, I can I want to address something that you asked and you asked how did we how did they get to this and being being who I am and being black urban. I can I can first off tell you and we can go back to Trayvon Martin. Let's go back to Trayvon Martin. Right. Even before this. Right. Let's go back to Trayvon Martin. Trayvon Martin pretty much was in the same situation. Right. He was he was he went to the store. He's minding his business, a young kid. Some dude sees him. He he uh, he. I'm, I'm, the word that comes to mind is preconceived notion, but he, he, um, basically he, he wanted to, to, to say Trayvon was something, well, no, he just perceived that he was something a black kid with a hoodie. He's a thug. He's this, that, and the other. Right. 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 From everything like, and then of course it becomes, let's use the stand your ground law. Okay. With Trayvon Martin, what happened was you bothered me. You harassed me. You followed me when we finally get in a fight because you've done all these things to escalate the situation. Right. I'm beating your ass. And now you pull a gun. And because of the technicalities of the law, you use the stand your ground law because you felt for your life after you escalated this whole situation. Yes. And if you're watching that video, this kid, Armand, Armand, he goes to run around the truck. Now, yeah. if somebody's coming at me, coming at me with a shotgun. Immediately, my next reaction is, I got to get you off me. I got to do something. That's why, you know, and they're, and they're bringing up like, "Yo, you see, he's throwing these punches, bro. You came at me with a shotgun. Yeah, I don't what do? Am nothing. What am do? I supposed to be doing here? Right? What am I supposed to be doing here? And then they go to the whole other thing that they've thrown in. Just like I said, that's why the Tray Martin, Trayvon Martin thing comes to mind with me. With this, is they were talking about they're doing a citizen's arrest. I looked up that law, right? In a citizen's arrest in that area, and even in Georgia, period. First of all, to make a citizen's arrest, you actually have to see the person, the actual crime that they did. Like, I can't hear you in a store and go, you go, I think he's stealing something over there. I have to see that person
1: exactly. doing
2: something in order to say, that's why I'm making this citizen's arrest. Like you said, right now, there is no evidence that they saw him do anything. They, everything comes out and says they thought he was somebody else. And the only thing that we got to go on that is, oh, he's black. That's it. That's, that's all we got. You know what I'm saying? And, and people are wondering why like this uproar is happening. You know, like, I got like if you go to LeBron James page, it's like so many people in this uproar about, you know, like I said, pushing a narrative of like there's so much black on black crime. How come we aren't talking about this? How come you're trying to make okay, it a race? Yeah. Thing? The problem with that whole thing is. This dude wasn't involved in any of that. Mm-hmm. This this dude right here was jogging, being a model citizen, just working on his health. That's it. And suddenly in a confrontation with. Two trucks chasing him, guns drawn. Then we go for the cover-up. How are we supposed to feel about that? No. You can throw anything else that you want to in that. Like me, like, and and this is why when you when you get when you look like me and you get pulled over, everything is so tense. Like everything is so. And again, not for once do I think that every cop is bad. That every no. but when you when these stories are like this and boom, 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 you have no other choice but to be like, yo, like I'm on guard. Like, it's, I'm on guard because it can go, and, and the, the narrative can be twisted so quick. You know what I'm saying? Like,
1: oh, no, and it often is. It is so many times. It's scary. One of my best friends, she is so afraid of getting pulled over, like, terrified of it because she's black. And, like, that's it. That's just her being black. She's like, I just don't know, Brittany. I don't feel safe even being pulled over for, like, speeding or something. You know what right. I mean? Like, do, and she, and this is like a girl who has a career. You know what I mean? Like, she runs a company. Like, this is not someone who, who, who is uneducated. You know what I mean? But it has nothing to do with that. It has nothing to do with that. It's just the color of your skin. It's a real problem here in the United right. States. There's so many cases of this happening where it's usually a white person or Caucasian person killing this, a minority person in a situation like this. When that happens, there's no, there's much more of where nothing happens. There's no justice served right. than then, then there is justice served, which is why th- this— fear and this anger that I think comes from the black community is so like just, yes, I, why would, how can you not? And how can we pretend it's not real or it doesn't exist?
2: Yeah, there is, there is, and, and another major issue too that, that, that bothers me about this whole thing is it's like, we have to go through 30 different, 30 different things before we can get to even trying to get justice. Because going through the 30 things does not necessarily mean that you're going to get justice. It means you have to go through the 30 things to try to get justice. You know what I'm saying? And again, I look at numerous examples. Like I said, I just watched the OJ thing again, and the Rodney King case is big in that thing when you're talking about the OJ Made in America documentary, right? And one of the guys in that said, and again, I know we're, we're bringing up a few different examples of things here. One of the guys in that goes, the Rodney King beating, what made it so crazy about the Rodney King beating is like, there were like six to eight cops out there, right? And when they went back to the station, not one of them thought to say in their report that something went wrong out there. Nobody said anything. So if that camera's not in the doorway or in the window from that person recording Rodney King getting beat, we're never hearing that story.
1: Exactly. You
2: know, we're never hearing, we're never hearing that story. And it's, and it's such a different thing of like, when I talk to my son, like there's a different conversation than some of my other friends that aren't Black about if their son gets pulled over, like I have to tell BT, like yo, like hands on the wheel where they can see him. Keep your hands up. You know what I'm saying? Like, like Joe, just yeah. chill. Be very chill. No sudden moves. When they're at, be like, yo, I, I need to get my wallet to get you my license. I need to go in the glove compartment to get you to make the uh
1: yeah. the registration
2: for my car. Like everything needs to be a well calculated move because it's already tense. It's from the beginning like it's tense from the beginning and this was made tense by them escalating the situation it
1: yeah yeah
2: i don't i don't even like
1: i just um, feel like out. what i what i did uh love about what Jermaine Dupree put uh said also in his video was that he was like you know i hope that this gets in the right hands like you know, what, what's Oprah's best friend, Gail? Gail, uh, yeah, yeah. he was like, Gail, I want you to cover this story. You know what I mean? Like, you need your own people of your own black community talking right. about who have these platforms to talk about it because it happens way more than we even like to believe, right. you know? But in order for justice to happen, we need to be aware of it. And I really hope that what it looks like, what's happening with Ahmad is that because so much, you know, outpour and outrage has happened, that they're having to, even though they already said, oh, he was innocent. The two guys that, you know, killed him that, oh, well, they were within their rights. Well, I hope that they're reopening that case that that there is going to be some, I mean, there has to, well, then again, you think there has to, and there's so many cases they're not. So yeah. I'm hoping that with, with it, within his death, that Ahmad, just like with Trayvon Martin, that that some changes can be made after for the better to, you know, not have, the same thing happen again or as often, if that makes any sense.
2: But at, at this point, I'm not even sure what we can do. You know what I'm saying? Because if, if you have look, even looking at something as simple as what's going on with the social distancing, right? Like, if you, did you see any videos out of New York this past weekend?
1: I like, did. Weren't like, they, like, all crowded?
2: Well, the way it, it's just the way that things were handled, though. Like, you know, like, if you look at a lot of gatherings that had more Caucasian people presence... Mm -hmm. The hand, the handling of social distancing was here's a ticket. Whereas when you were more more like in an urban setting, it was like people were getting thrown on the ground. People were getting, you know, hit. And and it was just like there's always this tension when it comes, especially to like I said, me personally, I I don't mind complying with the law. I have no problem with that. I do have a problem, though, if you pull me over, like I want to know why I was pulled over. And that's not being smart. Like I just I want to know why I was pulled over. You know, I, I, you, you what? Like, I don't have any lights out. Like, right. why'd you pull me over? Because I'm in this car that you think is too nice for me to have. Like, I just want to know these things. And so, when you get in a situation like this, it's like it's another hashtag. But is any real change happening? I think that's where I'm at with this thing right now. Like, is there, is there any real like even you know Joe Biden chimed in. I don't know if I care. Right. I don't. Like, like you know, just, he just he just chimed in and said, you know, that it was a travesty or whatever. But I'm I'm over people saying that, like, like, yeah. when are we going to fix the actual problem? You know, well,
1: go th- think about it, too. The, the dad, Gregory, he said he was he used to be a cop before. Right. So this is a man who was working in law enforcement. Do you think that those maybe behaviors and prejudices prejudices? were not present then when he was uh, in law enforcement himself? I'm sure they were. So, you know, and I think, too, what the police academy, whatever the training is, they need to integrate interracial, like, understandings, cultural differences. Like, that needs to be, and, and I know that sounds like, oh, well, a class can't just change a racist. Well, no, but there are some people who maybe have been taught to fear the black community. You know what I'm saying? Right. There's that where, that where I'm sure they have conversations where they do, you know, aside from being racist. I'm not talking about racist. I'm just talking about people who are misguided, who right. don't understand a different culture and who may be influenced by, oh, well, this is my colleague. I can't go against him. And then the whole group goes against me. You know, there are some cases of that. But I do think that if you educate people, if you teach people about different cultures, if you if you make people work with, with different with different cultures, you know what I'm saying? Like when you see a law enforcement team and they're mostly Caucasian, there's an issue there because how can they understand the black community the minority the brown community if they don't have them in their own circle to better understand you know what i'm saying right. and it's our job in our own com- in our own workplaces to to educate people to help people like you know uh, love and and you know and and see more of the same in each other than differences right. does that change overnight no but i do think that there is some way that we can like move in a better direction, even because I don't think this ever goes away, unfortunately. Like racism will always be alive. Right. You know, but we can't there are things that we can do. We can address it. We can get justice for those individuals, you know? And that's what I think that we have to do for Ahmad in some way. And and you know, I don't know what that is yet. But other than them being locked up forever. Right. You know
2: Do you feel like um like your cousins and I don't do you have a brother? You don't have a brother. Oh do you? yeah, I have, you five. have a brother? I have four siblings, okay. yeah. Okay, do you do do you ever do you guys ever talk Do they feel like you know like I said I feel like as a black man do they ever feel like that as a, as a Latina, Latino man? Like do they ever Absolutely. feel like it's different for them yeah. when they get when they have to deal with, you know, authority or law enforcement or just other races do they feel like it's a it's it's kind of a tense issues a lot of times?
1: to be completely honest, a thousand percent, more so than I even, that I even thought. I was very naive, uh, especially when I went off to college and kind of, you know, did my own thing. And, you know, they were going to school and stuff and they were younger than me. I'm, so, but we've had conversations in the past few years where I had no idea they were harassed by the cops because of their last name. The family was not, my, my some of my family's not known for, you know, great things, you know, Whatever it is, everybody has those kind of things in their families. But anyway, my particular family, they're very well known for that. That doesn't mean they're all bad apples or whatever the case. Right. So my brothers and my sisters were picked on, like in school and by the police themselves. If ever something was, was was wrong, they were always grouped in and, you know, kicked out or whatever it was. So and that's just in a school setting, you know what I'm saying? But in real and which is also real life, but even with just law enforcement in the school. You know, like, yes, right. they felt that they don't feel like they, they were treated equal. They were looked down on. They felt very like, you know, even to the point where my brother was like giving up on his dreams because he felt like they were just were always trying to stop him. You know, think right. about that with any minority, how often, uh, you know, injustice and in law enforcement, when that happens, how that can break a person down, you know? Right. So, yes. I, and my father's experienced it being owning a business. Uh, there are, he has, uh, he's had cases where people won't work with him because the people who, who give out the contracts they they want to give the contracts to other Caucasians and and my, my dad's work. I promise you, I know it. He's a, one of the hardest working men. The man does not take days off. You know what I mean? It has nothing to do with his business and his work ethic. And my mom, they've built an amazing business, but they've dealt with that where they don't receive work because they're not Caucasian and they know it. So, yeah, you can it's in the brown community as well, you know, and right. it's it's just
2: you know what's the craziness is I saw a meme one time, and the meme just keeps coming to mind every time something like this, the meme comes to mind, it says this stuff that's happening, it's not new, it's just now, it's on video,
3: yeah,
2: you know, because you think about it, right? You think about like this thing right here. this story was already told, it was already told that though, like he was we 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 saw this guy. He looked like somebody that was committing crimes in the neighborhood. He got aggressive. Him and my son got fighting over the gun. And then you see the video and it's like, well, uh, that ain't exactly what happened.
4: You exactly. Know?
2: And then what's also crazy is how even what baffles me is how you can be how you watch something like that. Right. And you're looking at you go, is that what you saw? You know, and you go, is that what you Right. Saw? You know, right. you're like, you're like, wait, so that's really what you saw? Like. Like I said, I'll go back to the Rodney King video. Right. And Mark Furman, who was very big in that O.J. case. When when the video is playing and they're playing a video in a documentary, they go to Mark Furman and Mark Furman goes, one thing could alleviated all of that. The chokehold. If we hadn't gotten rid of the chokehold, they had gotten rid of that in the L.A. Police Department. I'm thinking to myself, first of all, Rodney King is on the ground getting kicked Hit with a, hit with batons and all, you know, hit with police sticks and all this other stuff. First of all, if you anybody anybody, you're trying to get out of the way of that. You're, yeah. this, this hurts, yeah. right? Yeah. So how did you get out of that? That the chokehold would have alleviated all of that. You know what I'm saying? So you're watching these same videos of people, and you're like, is that really what you saw? You know, and, and, and this whole thing right here, like they said, his mom hasn't even watched the video and I bet that she can't, you know, it's like, how can you, as a mom, you know what your son is. And again, everybody isn't perfect, but this dude was legitimately out for a job, you know?
1: Like, yeah, I just, it makes no sense. It makes no sense. And how they felt so, so like, yeah, this is what you do. We say, okay, we got him. Let's, let's shoot him. Like what? Right. So I and then it. they went on and
2: then they went on about their business after it happened, too, from what I understand. Like,
1: yeah. yeah, like right. apparently know. from what, it, what what Jermaine Dupri said, too, was that that person that commented, what, was she the one that said that they were laughing about it? Like,
2: yeah, they're were, they were passing it around in, in like a circle of people, like the messages is like it's like me and you me having a funny video and I send it to you. You'd be like, yo, you got to see this and you send it to somebody else. So it starts going around like that. And it's right.
0: A
1: circle. And yeah. then, oh my goodness, there was another case of, of, of a, a black man. He was on his Facebook Live. Face, he was, I, I don't know, he was definitely trying to be pulled over, but he wasn't pulling over or something. I don't know. But it escalated to the point where the, he was murdered, like killed yeah. right there. He got tasered the, first or something? He yeah, got he got tasered. first. But yeah. didn't the, they catch the police officers at the end saying like, yeah, oh, this is going to be a closed casket, laughing right. yeah. about it. Because yeah. they had shot him so many times. Mm-hmm. Disgusting. And they should be, like, tried to. Yeah. And and so that's the thing. These videos, the, the video cameras, that's one way, Eken. I do think that that in some way is helping.
2: And am I, am I, Let me let me be clear on this, too. My problem with the police thing is when the cops do something, again, my uncle was a cop in New Jersey. So there's no way I'm going to think all cops are bad because Same. my, my I- love for my uncle is, like, ridiculous before he passed away. But... On the side of the car it says to protect and serve. So I should feel comfortable with you. You understand what I'm saying? Like I should like I should feel safe. If you pull me over for running a stop sign, I broke the law, I get it. I'm with, I'm I'm okay with like I said again, I know some people have done some things to put cops in compromising positions. Oh,
1: for sure.
2: I'm not one of those people, but I feel really uncomfortable getting pulled over and again like because I feel like you're uh, you're supposed to be upheld on a different standard because you are the police. You understand what I'm saying? So I should never feel like you're doing anything that's questionable. Yes. You, know, you know, I just it says to protect and serve right on the car. You know, I feel like that. And that's my problem. When the police are involved in things that are that are this crazy, because, I'm, you know, like I said, I hold the cops at a higher standard because they are the police. And right. they're, they're supposed to be here for everyone's safety. You know, so I don't really want to hear the excuses about. You know, like like the one incident back where the guy was in the car, and he told the police officer, "I'm licensed to carry a concealed weapon, but I'm reaching for my wallet because you told me you want to see my license." And when he reached for it, the cop unloaded, opened up on him with his girlfriend and kid in the car. You don't remember that incident?
1: No. Yeah this
2: guy was in the past, this guy was in the car and the, the cop and he
1: communicated right. it to him. He
2: communicated like I'm a licensed car he was a teacher at that he was a licensed he's a licensed licensed to carry a gun, and the cop. He's like, got his gun right. He's like, look, dude, like you're telling me to get my license. I'm reaching for my license because you told me to, with his daughter and his girlfriend in the car. And when he reaches for that, the cop unloads on him and lets him go, let him go on him. And he and he killed him right there in the car.
1: Oh my
2: God. And the the girlfriend had the girlfriend happened to have that on Facebook. She was on Facebook Live with that one.
1: And the fact that she felt inclined. Like I have to go, I have to record this. I have to go live with this. Like that's a whole nother part of the brain to me that I'm like, or part of where our, our world is right now, where that is what you have to do. You do have to get your own documentation because who knows his body cam all the footage is missing all the footage can't be released or they don't release it till years later when you know because too much time has passed by now you know what i mean like there's tactics that they use to make us either forget not know be prolonged so that they can cover up things you know so you have to and that's so sad to me that we have to record these that especially the minority communities have to record themselves when being pulled over because just in case just in case
2: right Playing devil's advocate, though, let me ask you this. Do you think that sometimes pulling the camera out escalates situations?
1: It can. Absolutely. I think that. But here's the thing. Look, if you're and, and I think there's a way to do it. You can now trust every personality is different. I think there's officers that get annoyed if they see a camera no matter what, no matter right. which way you do it. You know, but I do think if you're taunting with it, like, you know, then, of course, it's going to be agitating. The officers going to be like. I don't know i I think yes, you can you can, but at the same time, I want you to still record i I, I still want you to record, maybe not in a, a look at me, I'm recording you just in case, but right. you know
2: it's, it's a it's a it's a weird time it's a weird time
1: it is a weird time,
2: just, I just know I'm tired of hashtags, like i we you know it's a i'm I'm over hashtags, I just feel like because I don't feel like I don't feel like we're getting anywhere, I feel like every few months we get one of these or every few weeks we get one of these, and I don't I mean I don't I can't say I feel unsafe because I'm I don't really find myself in many situations like that. I don't I don't think I have, you know what I'm saying? So I don't know if I'm like the, the best example. I think I've I've found it as crazy and this is a whole another show. I think I've found it sometimes in the workplace where it's like, Really? Like I'm hostile? Like, you know, you saying some really foul shit, but because my voice is a little deeper than yours, now I'm the hostile black guy. Like, really? Did you you know, like I literally had a I literally this is a whole nother story. Like I literally had um a coworker and white chick who was doing some definite foul, some like lie. She was doing all kinds of foul stuff. And so I'm in her office and she's talking to me and, and it's me, her and both of our supervisor and we're having a talk and, and my passion is coming out, but I'm telling the truth. Right. And she, and she goes to me, goes, can, can you, can you lower your voice? Can you call? And I'm like, first of all, this is not what you're going to do to me. And this is a whole other thing. It's like, first of all, this is what now, you're standing in this meeting. You're lying. Like you're clearly lying. Right. Like I'm telling the truth. And I'm not cursing at you. I'm not calling you out of your name. It's just my passion when I speak. Right. And suddenly you're trying to make me feel like I'm the aggressor. You know, what I'm saying like you're like you're sitting in this meeting lying in front of people that I care that, that I that, right, that, that hold you me in a different regard. You know, what I'm saying that hold me in a different regard. Like you're lying. And because your voice is softer, you think that your point is more valid. You know what I'm right. saying, which is a whole, which is a whole another story. But it made me think of that. I don't know. Like I don't, I don't even know where to end this. And I just, I just hope there's some justice served here. Um, there's, there's a lot to unpack with this whole story. I mean, it's pretty, it's a pretty simple thing to me. But I think in the end of it all, it's going to become a lot to unpack because there's going to be, you know, if they wind up getting to court and all this other stuff between the the motions and you know what people always try to say. You're like I like I saw this in LeBron's comments. You don't know what happened before this. You don't you're just trying to t- get all of this context out of a 25 second video. Well, kind of all I need to know is that this dude was running, jogging with no weapon, tried to go around your truck. You pull a shotgun on me, dude. I'm in a certain place, too.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. There's you know, I don't think I think in this is the, one of those footages. No, you. it's he still didn't deserve to die. Don't forget that part. The right. man didn't need to die. If he robbed something, let's just say he did. Was that worth his life? No, it never is. It never is. Now, if you're, he was intruding in someone's home, he was inside the house. You know, I right. get it because you're in fear for your life. Yo, I don't know what this person's going to do to me. But right. if, but if, but if that was the case that like he just apparently robbed, he was is stealing in the neighborhood, and the man is running on the street, like you said, unarmed, not no, no nothing, not not with anything on him and you think that that was just to shoot him no no that's not what guns are for that's not self defense that's not citizens arrest
2: but even so, simpler though it's not even worth confronting him you know what i'm saying like you're confront you're con- you're confronting a dude first of all, that you didn't see what you say that you saw. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, you didn't see him rob anything. You think that he looks like somebody. You know what I'm saying? Again, let's let's be clear on that part. You didn't see him rob anything. You're thinking that he resembles somebody. And the only thing we really got to go on is that because you think that this person is black, here comes a black guy jogging through the neighborhood. So it's got to be him. So then you guys pack up with guns. So you're creating a situation. You know what I'm saying? That's my problem with this whole thing. You're creating a situation here. If you call the police and you say, okay, I'm going to keep an eye on him from a distance because you're telling the cops he's on this street now, I probably even take that. You know what I'm saying? Like if they're saying, I just saw this guy come out of this house and steal a TV, he's going such and such a street. Okay, officer, this is the street he's on. But that ain't what you did. You pulled a truck in front of him, you got a truck following him, three guys with guns.
1: What else are you gonna do? You're backed up into a corner. It's fight exactly. or flight. It's fight or flight. Exactly. You know, and man, I'm so glad he got a few swings on that dude though. I will say that I'm thankful that he got a few swings on him because Oh my God.
4: Yeah,
2: I don't like I said again, I'm not even sure like it's a lot to unpack. I just wanted to make sure that we that we that we talked about and addressed it and definitely get your thoughts on it. But it is it is a lot to unpack
1: yeah it really is
2: so i'm just hoping that you know we get some justice
4: and we
1: guys gotta keep following that story and keep freaking writing to that um i gotta write to their the the police department too because i know that that also helps you when you write you write Mm -hmm. If, if enough people write they have to address it and then you know so we can do that
2: yeah, like what is the we gotta find that? What is the website? What is the um? What is the the website? Like there's a there's a website, isn't it? We gotta find <gasps> that.
1: There, yeah, well, we can post we can repost it with this with this podcast. Yeah, like,
2: we gotta make sure you, that we get that posted. I'm trying yeah. to find it. I'm I'm looking Our, it up I
1: right now because I I
2: think that we have to make sure that we do that part. That's we have to do. You know that has to be. I
1: know. think that's where we start, Ekin. Let's write them.
2: We have to, we have to, uh, make sure that we, uh,
1: cause I want to know who also, who was the, 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 she, what is it? I don't even know what rankings they do, but whoever said that made the call that, yeah, they were within their right. I want, I want their position question too.
2: Well, I think it all needs to be, um, you know, needs to be, you know, justified. I think when we make the post to, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll get the website up in there because there's a, there's a, there's a website that, um, and I hate it that I don't that I don't know it right off the
1: bat. Right no, now, we'll get it. We'll get it. That's cool. I mean, I didn't. You know, we'll repost it. It will be. We'll let them know.
2: Good stuff. Well, that's gonna do it for me this week. Is that do it for you?
1: Yeah. Well, I love you, Eakin.
2: Yeah, you're all right, Brittany.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Everything's you're gonna
1: right. be okay. Yeah,
2: I hope, so. um, I hope so. I hope so. I hope so. I hope so. As a black guy in America, I hope so.
1: It will. Little by little, but we do our part and that's all we can do.
2: Oh, you know what else we can do, too? Like I was told this and I was told to make sure that I put this out there on every edition of the podcast. In order to make change, we have to be involved. So when it's time to vote, make your vote count. That is one thing that definitely should happen. When it's time to vote, make your vote count wherever you are. You know, I
1: agree. I you love know, that.
2: Don't, don't don't skip out on that because you can't. We can't keep talking about that. We want change, and then when it comes time to vote or to understand what's going on in our general area, we keep walking past things that allow us to have a voice in that change.
1: Exactly. You so know. that's what we do, and When it comes closer to voting, we go and we let everybody know, and we pressure everyone.
2: Yes, and if we take pictures at the polling place, we take pictures six arms' length apart.
1: Six feet apart.
2: Not a six feet, just arms things so I don't have to take them down.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. <laughs>
2: yeah, that part. Ricky, where can they find you on social media?
1: Hey, follow me at BasicBridge underscore.
2: Yeah, I am DJ Eakin. It's real simple, at DJ Eakin. Um, and of course, wherever you get your podcast fixed, uh, just search for us at Southern Hospitality, all right? Shout out to Radio Influence and everybody else who continues to help this Southern Hospitality family grow. Um, Brittany.
1: Thank you. I,
2: I may actually talk to you this week. I'm not sure yet. I'm, I'm getting over a few things. Um,
1: I take maybe. Your time. <laughs>
2: taking my time, man. <laughs> we love y'all, man. We gone.
1: Okay, bye. Bye.
0: This is a Duffified Live with Chef Brian Duffy Quick Fix on Radio Influence. You may know Billy Riddle because he's been down there at LaCroix in Philadelphia working with some of the top classic French chefs. And then we got Jen Carroll, Philly native, ready to rock and roll, top chef again this year. She's killing it. Boys and girls, welcome to Duffified Live. Chef Jen Carroll and Billy Riddle. Talk to me about Top Chef.
3: For me, I I, I like competition. I like going on because of, I like really like pushing myself and challenging myself. Right. Um, it's cr- totally crazy and unrealistic with their timeframes and honestly not knowing what you're walking into the next day or what you're, you know, the challenge is going to be, what you're going to have to cook with uh, kitchen, like equipment wise, kitchen wise, product wise. I like, Could size up like my competition pretty quickly just from watching how people were working in the kitchen because I, you know, that's what we do. It's pretty traumatic in, in many senses that it, you get judged on the craziest things you get judged on, you know, food that you know, is not the absolute best that it could be. Right. Because, you have to put up something in an unrealistic time and you have to put it up no matter if you're 100% happy with it or not. Like, yeah, you can not put a certain ingredient on if you burned it or if it didn't work out, but you still, there's no time of like going back and tweaking and doing something different because you're out of time. And so when you go through that and you look around, you just realize that, you know, 10 other chefs just went through this crazy thing with you and you're, it's so much of a mind game besides a physical game and besides a cooking competition. Like it's, it's all of them all in one.
0: Duffified Live with Chef Brian Duffy can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and RadioInfluence.com.